everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to welcome all of you to our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. And you're going to find out in a few minutes why we call it that, what it's all about. I want to say that I am so totally out of this world right now totally jazzed about the show we've got planned for you before. We've done some pretty good shows here on BBS Radio, but we right here at the Dr. Pat Show are thrilled to be bringing you an incredible show right here. We're calling it The Psychic and the Doc. Mary Jo McCabe has been one of my guests early on when we were just kicking off the Dr. Pat show. I think she may even know it as crust busting, but she has been sharing her intuitive gifts, thousands and thousands of people through group and individual sessions, now alive on the radio, and is joined by Dr. Brett McCabe, joining us today, Ph.D. in clinical psychology. My hat goes off to him as well. And this pair teaming up in the fabulous show, The Psychic and the Doc, right here we're doing it on BBS Radio on the Dr. Pat Show. You are ready for a full hour of getting some real live readings with Mary Jo McCabe and then getting some insight with Dr. Brett. I want to thank both of you to this show tonight. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for having us. We're excited. You're the first show that we have done before our new show that's coming up in New Orleans. So we're excited, Dr. Pat, that you invited us on. I'm thrilled. Brett, what do you say to that? Oh, we're excited. It's, uh, I don't think there's probably anything else on the radio that's going to uh, match uh, probably our two backgrounds. So we're excited to, uh, to embark on this, uh, this endeavor. It's been something that we've been toying with for some time, so it's great to see it come to fruition. I'm loving it. And, I'm, you know, how did you guys come up with this idea? I mean, were you just sitting around Thanksgiving eating a little turkey and saying, <laughs> hey, why don't we do the, uh, the Psychic and the Doc show? Well, you know, it's, it's really funny. As you know, nothing happens quite that easily. <laughs> I wish it but, did. <laughs> but Brett was the first person that, was with me and the only person with me other than someone teaching me meditation when this all happened and he was eight years old and Brett will be 35 in August. So he has been along for the ride of this bumpy ride of me and my gift and my abilities. He's gone through the highs and the lows and all the things that go along with it. And so somewhere along the line, I was told early on that the reason I had my gift was because of him, Brett, and that he would do more in this line of work than what I could ever do. And did you ever think it was going to turn out to be like this? No, we thought that he would, Brett has a wonderful writing ability and and all of that. But, you know, now that I look back on it, Dr. Pat, he has the education that I don't have. And so I, I never got a formal education. You know, I was in modeling and, and, you know, I always tell people beauty fades, wisdom doesn't. So for, for your listeners who's thinking about giving up their education, don't do that. But... Um, somewhere along the line, we just started talking about this, and then I had a good friend who works for a major television network, and he and I were talking, what, Brett, two or three years ago, and we started talking about this idea. And I said, you know, you really need to do something with 
me and my son. I said, I think there is a need there, and I think there is a a real um, focus there. And he tried to pitch the show and do it, but then we uh, didn't work because they it just wasn't what they were looking at at the time or looking for. And so he said, don't give up on this idea. Just keep going with it. And it's been something that Brett and I have wanted to do forever, and I love radio. So it's just it's just the perfect thing. And then one of my friends, also um, a friend of ours, has said, let's try to push it and see what happens. And and that's kind of the route we're going in. And then one of my clients' husband is one of the vice presidents, regional vice presidents for Clear Channel. And so we got to talking. And he used to be at the radio show, station where I had my show for two years in Baton Rouge, and um, we started talking, and he said, let's do it. But they named it, The Psychic and the Dot. So uh, we just, we're just so excited about it. It just kind of all fell into place. Brett may have another take on it. Do you, Brett? <laughs> well, a lot of it is what you said. It was, a, it, you know, it was something that we had talked about for a long time. I've, I've been in the workshops and, and been in the, uh, in the background for mom's work for, some, you know, for many, many years. And uh, we were talking and decided what we could maybe do. And my wife had mentioned, you know, it'd be neat to see the two of you be able to interact on on taking a different perspective on things. And uh, you know, Mary Jo taking it from a, a spiritual psychic uh, perspective, and me taking it from a, a psychological emotional uh, perspective. And we we did a workshop last year and and had great reviews. It was kind of funny. I laugh and I tease mom all the time. And. She used to say, you know, she still does, well, I hope my clients don't mind having Brett there um, because it is kind of different. <laughs> and what we have found is that people really like it. They like having... Um, he teases me about that, Dr. Pat. Well, yeah. you know, I, I understand that because, you know, what you do out in the world, Mary Jo, I mean, there are a lot of people now that are really looking at the side of intuition about the intuitive gifts. And, you know, a lot of folks are saying, wait a minute, what do we need that psychology piece for? When we can get the direct channel from you, but honestly, I don't think there is much of a difference in terms of the insights that both of you get to provide coming from two different perspectives, but yet interrelated. Well, I think that, that's, I'm much quicker than he is. Well, I'm teasing yeah, him, but I really am. You know, he has to. We do classes together, uh, teleconferences, because he lives in Alabama and I live in Florida, and so we do teleconferences about once or twice a month, and people sign up for them, and they're very small, a group of twelve, and and so he is there to. Um, help people understand the message they receive from me. Um, and it's it's funny, and he'll say, now, wait a minute, does that resonate with you or whatever? And I'm going, don't do that. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mom, I can't work like that. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing Mary Jo needs to understand is, I, uh, you know, a psychologist has to listen, and usually the beginning of the relationship is listening to find out what the problem is. You can't give me a name and be able, for me to be able to tell you what the issues are. Mary Jo, you give them a name, and she's going to tell you what the issues are. So one of the things that <clears throat> I think has been a good learning for us is to understand exactly how we would work together and how we have worked together. I think it was a little bit difficult for the people in radio and TV to understand exactly why you'd want to put a psychologist and a psychic on the same stage together. And what we've really kind of settled on is, and, it, and through the evolution of some of uh, feedback that we've gotten, is you know, Mary Jo tells you, why things are the way that they are and how you came to the, the point where you are in your life. And 
And probably my role is to say, okay, now that you have this information, what are you going to do about it? And these are maybe some of the life plans and some of the life changes that you can make to really make an impact and a change in your life. Um, and so taking it from that approach, it, it does appear to have a little bit uh, of more utility. So. Well, I absolutely love it, and I want to mention to everyone, I think that you are going to be launching your show. Is it this Saturday? Do I have that right? It's Saturday at 8 o'clock Central Time, and it will be 99.5fm.com, uh, 99.5.com uh, 99 or something like I've that. I've got it. It's www.thenew995fm.com the new 995fm.com. Uh, and so, yeah, you're going to be, be able to check this out, listen to it. And we're doing tonight, here's what we're doing, everyone, uh, for your, thank you all for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, what we're going to be doing, and we're honored, actually I want to say I am totally honored that you are together here doing this show uh, right up front before you actually launch your own show. I want to thank both of you. Well, thank you. For, yeah, for being able to come on and share this with our listeners. You all that are listening right now to the Dr. Pat Show, our loyal listeners here on bbsradio.com, you are going to get to experience firsthand right out of the gate the dynamic power of Mary Jo McCabe and Dr. Brett. And this is what we said. This is the psychic and the doc right here. The way that we're going to do that is a way that we do it all the time, and that's by inviting you all to join in on the show to give us a call and to uh, and 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 to 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 check in with us about uh, what you want to see, what insights you want, um, what questions you have. Connect directly with Mary Jo. I mean, this is an incredible opportunity for everyone out there. And so, uh, we uh, to do that, what you're going to have to do right now is you're going to have to give us a call right here at the station. I want to make sure that you have that information and know how to give us a call. 877-876-5227. 877-876-5227. We are taking your calls throughout the show. Mary Jo will show you what her gifts are about, and we'll talk a little bit about that while the phones are getting picked up. And Dr. Uh, Dr. Brett as well. You know, Mary Jo, you are also the author of uh, Cracking the Coconut Code, Seven Insights to Transform Your Life. Yes, and I am. Yeah, and so that was a fabulous book. We were honored to have, uh, you know, that interview with you um, when, uh, when, when that uh, first came out. It's so, a good book. It teaches people how to get past themselves and get back to the real core of who they are. I'm excited that the book is out. It's available. It's an easy read. Um, John Edward printed it under his imprint. I'm the only author that he's printed uh, or published. So I'm just thrilled, and it's, it's done very well. We're very pleased with it. So how would you describe Mary Jo McCabe and Brent McCabe how would you both describe the power of your work together? I believe that, and what I teach, and Brett can give his um, his words of wisdom when I'm complete and finished. Brett, mothers go first, but um, or let's say age goes before. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> 
But um, I, I feel that my work is based on what makes someone tick. If you want to give me a name or just say, would you tell me about my son or this kind of thing or my daughter or what, what's going on with them or what can I do to help them, that's powerful. And I interpret symbols. Brett's work is much more intense in as much as that he can say, okay, this is how you you get to where she's telling you you need to go. And if you put those two together, they truly, truly give someone a path to follow. I am very good at going right into where the core is, and my clients know that. I don't advertise. I've never advertised, and I read for people all over the world. And so it's all word of mouth. And I was told that in 1981 people would be led to me as they were ready, and they always have been. So Brett has seen this happen. It's just like miracles falling out of the sky. The people that are led to me, know that they have a need to be there, and it's. I always tell people, you don't have to force anyone to call me or come see me. That's not the way it is. You know, they will know if it's something they need to do. So Brett takes that information and helps people untangle it and, and simplify and give life skills. So I think our work is very um very much a part of of each other's. What do you think, Brett? No, I agree. It's it's you know, we live in a world of chaos and stress and and a lot of competing demands. And I think both of us <clears throat> really work to slow down the slow down some of the things that are around us and kind of give some clarity and understanding to say, all right, we're maybe a third voice, uh, maybe a fourth voice, to helping you identify the problem. Uh, see what you can do about it. For instance, when we have when we do things and people call in and are maybe considering a career change, well, you know, Mary Jo can sit there and tell you what may be the right type of career for you to go into, but I'm going to take it from the perspective of, all right, now if you're getting ready for a career change, you've got to be ready for what that entails and, and how do you go about preparing to submit resumes and finding the interest that you do well in and, and finding what really is something that is fulfilling for you. Um, and that's where, you know, instead of, the traditional intuitive or psychic who says, yeah, I see an upcoming career change for you. Um, we can maybe take it to the next step where I can ask the person, all right, now what do you like to do? Now, if you were to just find a, an inventory checklist of things that really, really make you excited and areas of work that you want to do, how do we prepare for that? And, and some of it's some skills training, just short-term skills training or you know, helping give people a better perspective on life or a perspective on what the decisions that they have making. Um, and give them a little bit of clarity on that, just kind of be a sounding board. Well, I, I want to invite our listeners to experience this firsthand. And for those of you that uh, listen to the show every week, this is truly a first right here on the Dr. Pat Show. You are listening to Talk Radio to Thrive By. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I am here with Mary Jo McCabe and Dr. Brett McCabe. We are opening up the phone lines right now, 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. Lines are open. We're ready for uh, you all to call in. Mary Jo is ready to uh, give you a reading and uh, as well as Dr. Brett's insight. I am so excited about this. This is um, this is really breakthrough. I'm really thrilled that uh, the news channel or the, the radio station in New Orleans 
is going to uh, bring you online. Now, let me ask you a question about that. Uh, it, does that station, I'm sure that they also have streaming audio as well. They do, correct. Okay, you so to, you're you not to only going to, yeah, you're going to be yeah. not only in the New Orleans area. I'm going to be in most of Louisiana. Okay. Um, they, I believe it reaches into Mississippi also in some parts of Alabama. So it's a very strong signal. But then you're and, right, uh, Dr. Pat. It, it, does, it is streamlined online. So anywhere in the world you can listen to it live um, and, and call in to the uh, toll-free uh, toll number as well. So be a part of the show that way. Uh, well, I'm excited uh, about this. Now, how much radio have you both been doing together? I know you work together on workshops and teleconferences, and I'm 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 just trying to get a sense of uh, uh, how many how many radio shows you've done together. And and Brent, for you, um, uh, how does this feel uh, coming into radio? I know for Mary Jo, it's like old news. Well, it's it, it is kind of interesting. I mean, I was on the phone with a colleague of mine, another psychologist, and. All your anxieties and insecurities really come out when you have to put yourself out there. Um, so it, it's an exciting opportunity. It's something like we said we've talked about and really look forward to having the opportunity to do. But it does you know, peak up you know, my insecurities, and um, but it's nice and, and it's nice and reassuring to be there with your mother. Um, that's a, that's a nice thing to have a chance to work with a family member and something that we're both committed on doing and really excited about. So. Um, you know, Mary Jo had a radio show in Baton Rouge Live for several, well over two years. She had her TV show um, and has done radio interviews uh, uh, here and there quite frequently. So she has a lot more radio experience than I do. So I'm going to follow her guidelines and her her experience for a while, and then uh, as, absolutely, as absolutely. Yeah, and I want to mention to everyone that you're getting to hear this firsthand. Give us a call eight seven seven eight seven six five two two seven. Eight seven seven eight seven six five two two seven. The lines are open right now. We want to connect you with the psychic and the doc right here. Uh, you're going to take her lead, but I bet for you know for for someone like you, Doctor Brett, uh, you've grown up with Mary Jo. So not only you know are you taking her lead on radio, but boy, I can't help to think Mary Jo. Now you tell me if I'm out of line. That some of this intuitive stuff has rubbed off on him. You know, it's really funny. He used to play baseball for LSU. Yes, I read that. And so he uh, he's always been an athlete, and we've always um, I've always told people I've parked myself on those benches for umpteen zillion years, and so when it was finally complete, I was relieved. Well, when he was at LSU, uh, some of the guys would tell me that Brett. Could um, could call the game. He knew what was going to happen in the next next batter up. He knew exactly where the ball was going, and they used to tell me this. But the best part, Doctor Pat, was when he met his wife's family for you know the first few visits in Baton Rouge at the time. Uh, there were the lottery numbers that were given every night at 10 o'clock. Uh-huh. And so 
<laughs> Brett, you can tell the story. You're better at it than I am. Now, keep in mind that his wife had gone to a Baptist school all through school, all throughout school. Her family knew absolutely nothing about this kind of work in, in my own uh, line of work. So it was really startling. But, Brett, tell that story because I think it's priceless. Well, I think, you know, it was funny. We were dating, and we went over to the house, and... Louisiana had the pick three lottery, and they were pulling the numbers, and everybody kind of picked the numbers, and we were laughing. And her family knew what what my mom did, and and they were they were fine with it. But it was one of those things of, I, you know, how often do you know somebody that does this? I mean, really. So their whole thing was like, kind of well, kind of we want to wait and see, and 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 see. So we're sitting there, and the balls are coming up, and and so I said number one four one, and right then number one, number four, number one popped up. And they kind of laughed and said, wow, that was great. And, well, the next night we're sitting there and we're doing the same thing, and the numbers came, and I picked them again. And I hit them two nights in a row. So my father-in-law now uh, was like, okay, I think something's going on here. And uh, and he's always been an inquisitive mind and is very much into, uh, you know, beyond the what science can normally explain type of stuff. Uh, loves, you know, shows on ghosts and UFOs. So he was really intrigued. Well, the third night, we had to do it again, and I picked them again. Well, <laughs> I think that kind of gave them a little convincing. Now, we tried it the fourth night with money on the line, and I failed miserably. But the, <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's interesting. Growing up in, and with this as a, with what your mom does, um, like what mom did in my, you know, where we were, if you, if you met up, you met Mary Jo, you would... Um, Really take a look at at, the, at um, think well if you saw us you wouldn't think anything of it. I always tell mom she's more desperate housewives than she is new age. So All right, well the, kind of, I, I think side to us. Go ahead. So we always had this other side to us, and people got to know <laughs> it. Really demystified a lot of things. So for me growing up, it wasn't anything. It was the only life I knew, and I, I've I've said that in workshops and, and actually taught that in that. This is what felt normal to me, and, and I incorporated, incorporated the lessons that she has taught, the workshop lessons that have been led into what defines me. And when I'm working with clients, I'd be amiss to say that it doesn't creep in somewhere. Um, I bet it does. Yeah, it does. It, it does very easily. So I, I love this team. I love you both. Let's go to the phones. We've got a caller. Let's take our call. Who do we have on the line tonight? Linda. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the show. Let me introduce you to Mary Jo McCabe. As you've been hearing, she is a psychic. She's joined by Dr. Brett McCabe. He is a clinical psychologist, and hence, you have the psychic and the doc. Hi, Linda. What can, what can I do for you tonight? Do you have a question for me? Um, I don't have a specific question, but um, I guess I'm looking to see what's going to happen to me in the future. Good thing. Good things. Well, I only see good things. Isn't oh, that great? That's great. <laughs> I don't see car wrecks. I don't see illnesses. I may see health issues, but nothing that's going to um, take your life or anything like that. Thank God I don't see that. 
that's good. Linda, you're in a place in your life right now where you're really at a crossroads, and you are having to confront the past, and I feel in the last two years, really since the year 2005, you've had to change your ideas, what you want out of life, and what you need from life. And so as a result of that, you kind of went through a clearing out last year. It was like hanging clothes out on the line. Now, remember, I see pictures. So... You kind of had to air it out. Does somebody have a radio on? Can y'all hear that? A lady? Oh, there's a little, I think there's an echo in the background. Okay, that must be it. Yeah, we get, we seem to be picking up a little echo here on the, on the station. Okay. I think we're just blowing the vibration out here, if you ask okay. me. <laughs> but anyway, Linda, the number 29 means something to you, and I'm not sure what it is. That could be February 9th, that could be September 2nd, or it could be the age 29 or the day 29. So if you don't know what that means right off the bat, just kind of hang on to it because it's going to make an impact. But, Linda, you're holding on to some grudges in your heart that you really need to let go of. And there are changes in and around your personal life this year, your home life. So I feel that, you know, you're having to make a decision. You're saying, do I want to leave, do I want to stay where I've been, or do I want to move into something different? And you're not going to move into something different until late fall. So you have a tendency to kind of hold on to what you're thinking. And this is about to change in these next 14 to 16 years, and you remember I told you that. I want to know what took place in your life seven years ago. You went through a complete transformation. What happened? Seven years ago? That would have been the year 2000. Um, well, there was talk of a downsizing, and um, I actually retired in 2001. Okay. Um, so, well, 2000, I guess, was a transition for me. My father had passed away in August of 99, mm -hmm. and then in July of 2001, I retired. Um, but I don't know something that happened. In it was a complete transformation. It was like you changed the face of you. And from that time forward, you have really become a different person. You're much more assertive about what it is you want. Now, you're still working on that. But I feel that, um, you know, you've really made some major, major work in this life, work for, or things work for you in life, and that's been good. You're very tolerant of other people's situations. And so God puts you here to be a caretaker, and unfortunately you do most of that every day of your life. But... You never grew up being a little girl, so this is going to become something that you need in your life. You're very talented with your speech. You can say anything in a way that makes other people feel good about themselves, but it is hard for you to overcome something, especially something that someone has done or said to you. It's very hard. I don't like that. Well, I'm going to tell you how to work any part of your life to make it better. That would be the... That would be... Hmm. Um, that would be it. Try to learn to let go and let God. And in my mind, how you do that, Linda, is you see the growth that's come from that. Now, Brett may have a different opinion on that, but um, in my mind, that's very hard. All right, Dr. Brett, what do you think? Well, when it, holding a grudge, I try to tell people that when you're holding a grudge on something, you're giving the person you're holding the grudge against more power than they should have. 
okay? You're allowing them to continue to, to have an influence over you long beyond the actual event. And the best way to look at it is not to, not to change. You can't change the event or the feelings that you have. Feelings are, they occur. They happen in you. The most important thing that you can control, though, is how you react from here forward. It doesn't mean that those events didn't have an impact on you, because they definitely did. And that's the feelings that you're having. But is to say, okay, exactly what Mary just said, what did I learn from it? What can I, what can I do about it going forward? Not, what can I do to change the event that occurred then? Now, that may mean if you're holding a grudge or some, you're angry with somebody, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go and try to reconcile the situation so, therefore, you can have a positive relationship moving forward. That may have led to you know, developing a little bit more of who you are in that relationship. So that's, that's the way I look at grudges or, or feelings in the past. Well, I don't know if that resonates Linda, it's with just, It's just very, very hard for Linda to overcome. And, and words seem to be worse than actions. You know, it's hard for you to... To, to if someone says something to you in word, it's very difficult for you to overcome. It, you carry it around with you. So, 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 is there possible that in 2000 is something happened that I would have possibly gotten this grudge? Because when you're talking about this, you're you're right. I do have a hard time letting go of things. Um, the words, not so much the action, but the, the words. Actions. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I don't have as much trouble with the actions, but um, how, how do you hone in on what the grudge is? Because I don't, I don't know that I feel like I'm, I'm holding a grudge or that I it's have. It's little a... things. It's uh, see, when I do readings, I do soul readings, and so what I tell you is what you tell me, and that just comes out. And if you want to know what's creating patterns in your life that are a little bit more disruptive than what you want life to be, uh-huh. then we have to figure out what's causing the problem. You know, where's the gravel in on the ground? Uh-huh. And for you, it's hard for you to overcome. Um, you'll, you'll, when you're hurt, you're really hurt. It's hard. I feel that as a child growing up, you had something unusual about the way you talked. When you started going to school, when you, um, you may not have been able to express yourself, but when they give me the word stutter, that doesn't mean necessarily, Linda, that you stuttered, mm-hmm. but it could mean that there were things about the way you said things. Uh, it could have been your accent. You know, it could have been all kinds of things. This stayed with you until you were 10 years old. And even now, even now, Linda, you're very methodical about what you say. You know, you'll think it through before you ever really come out and say something to uh, a group or anything like that. You just want to make sure that you're heard correctly and that you don't mispronounce something. And I just feel that early on in your life, words became a very big PowerPoint for you in, in you liking you. And I think that's where it started. Mm-hmm. How you deal with it is, you know, anytime someone says something a little off color to you, you kind of, you kind of, Hedge a little bit. So, um, Linda, let me ask you a question. You, you said trying to look back to 2000 for something that may have been an event. One of the things that I was having this exact conversation with somebody earlier today, when we have the feelings or emotions that are set in place today, sometimes the actual occurrence is not what's making us upset. And it's kind of like having a cut that gets you know infected. I hate to use that analogy, but it's true. 
the original cut is not what's, the infection is not the actual problem. you got to kind of go a little deeper and say, okay, what was the cut that started it? Um, and it may be a very small event that may have changed your perception or your ability to look at things a certain way. So it may not have been a big event, but it could be a series of things that kind of made you take a look at something a little differently and, and change your perspective on something. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know if that you know, Linda, let me ask you a question as well, because I think this is really wonderful. To I'm just enjoying Mary Jo and Dr. Brent, but one of the things you said to me that, uh, that I don't know, that I latched on to, maybe it's because of my own history, is that you lost your father in 99, is it? Yes. And then there was rumors of a downsizing in 2000? Yes. And then you actually retired in 2001? Yes. Okay, some of that seems like to me that there's something going on there. I mean, it sounds like the rumor of the downsizing may have affected you. What was it like from the time that you found about the downsizing to the time you actually retired? Um, Interestingly enough, it was a little scary um, in the beginning because I thought, what am I going to do with myself? Um, I won't find a job, blah, 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 the same routine that everybody goes through. Right. But at the end, it was a very positive thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. I felt I did the right thing. So, so that was that was a positive. Um, but I'm, I'm the things that you've been talking about are you're bringing up a lot of different things from way back when. <laughs> Yeah, because it's still there. But your father, I have to tell you this, Friday's important to your father. I don't know if he died or if he buried, he was buried on Friday or if he was born on Friday or if you were born on Friday. Friday just always marks a new life for him, a new beginning. But he has some kind of event coming up uh, in September that is a memory of his. And he said memorial. So there has been something done for him after he died other than a funeral. Um, I don't know what it was or anything about it, but he salutes you. He's, he's very grateful for that. So um, who, he wears, who, who is on the other side that wore a kind of a painting hat, you know, like a, um, a white, fluffed hat, you know, like men wear that paint. Do you know who that would be? No. You don't know anyone who painted or anything like that for a career? No. Well, there is someone on the other side who has this white paint hat. Hmm. You know those caps that painters wear? Yeah, yes, yes. And that to me means... Um, now, it could mean that you're doing some painting. It could mean, but it's a symbol, and it's someone standing here with that hat on. So I'm not sure why it connects to your father or it connects to you, but there's certainly a strong connection there, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, Linda, you've got lots to think about, don't you? You've got that right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank All you right, very, Linda. very much. Um, you've brought up a lot of things for me, and a lot of things that you said um, resonated with things that have happened in the past, and you're absolutely right that I do think about what I'm going to say before I say it, and probably sometimes I think about it too long. Well, it's okay. You've learned to live that way, and that's okay. Just try to understand the power of the words that come from you, So then that's what you do, so okay. that's great. Thank All you right, very thank much. you, Linda. Thank hey, you. Linda, where are you calling from? New Jersey. 
All right, there you go, my hometown. All right, Linda, take care. Bye. All right, everyone, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Mary Jo McCabe and Dr. Brett McCabe, we're here with the psychic and the doc. I actually think we have another caller online. So do we have someone online that's going to join us tonight? I thought I heard a little beep go off. Well, let me open up the phone lines. Make sure you know this is a call-in show, 877-876-5227. 877-876-5227. Call in. You're going to get a reading. This is a breakthrough show. You're hearing it first right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Mary Jo McCabe and Dr. Brett McCabe, their brand new, brand new radio show coming out of the gate Saturday, The Psychic and the Doc on the new 99.5 out of New Orleans, but you will be able to listen to it online anywhere. The website, if you want to find out about that, if you want to listen to them, um, you can check it out at www.thenew995fm.com, 8 to 11 p.m. That's central time, I believe. Lots going on. Let's take our next call. Who do we have joining us tonight? Um, hi, my name is Ann. Hi, Ann. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And We're launching a new show. You're going to get uh, connected with the psychic and the and the doc. Do you have a question? Um, I have a question. Um, I was just wondering. Uh, uh, I'm I'm sort of the object. I was listening to your last caller, uh, the response you gave to your last caller, and I think I've got the a reverse situation going on with me. It was uh, sort of profound listening to this because there's somebody who I seem to be the object of their. It's not affection. It's probably just the opposite. But I don't really know this person, and I think that I'm just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I'm uh, getting a lot of negative feedback over events that had happened in his life. And unfortunately, this is somebody who lives very close to me, and he seems to be taking a lot of his frustration out on me. And I don't even know this person, and I'm a little concerned about it. And I was just wondering. Well, in, in what way? First of all, he's um, he's not connected to reality, and that way you should be very concerned. Correct. So Correct. whoever this person is, he's kind of like a steamroller, but he's very guarded with he stands back, he observes, he watches. In what way are you alarmed? Uh, for my safety. Okay. Um his hands are behind his back. So I really don't feel, Anne, that he's of danger to you. I'm not saying that he is not a threat, mm -hmm. but I don't feel that there's anything he feels he can do. I don't think he's in that place. I think he just likes to put himself in a world that others look up to him, and this is how he gets his kicks. You're very strong-minded. I mean, you are as stubborn as they come, and I don't mean that as a negative. But if you set your mind to do something, you're going to do it come hell or high water. And this man doesn't realize what he's up against. But there is something that has taken place that was a surprise, and I'm not sure exactly what that was. They say the surprise event. So there was something that kind of leaked into your um into your world, and I don't know if it was with your car. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but um, I think his hands, I see his hands behind his back, and I don't know that he can really do anything or would do anything. 
But, when you but say beyond that, whether or not he can or will not, I mean, if you feel unsafe in a situation where you're in, you need to take the you need to take the initiative to make sure that you get yourself in a safe place. And whether that is being persistent with the authorities or persistent with the people around you or a shelter or something like that, you need to take that initiative and do that. Um, well, he's he's a next door neighbor now. This is not a primary residence for me. It's a cottage, and uh, he's not there all the time either. But uh, well, what is the deal with the car? Well, that's what I'm not really sure about. You mentioned the car. I mean, there there was mm-hmm. a situation that occurred. He just he keeps he keeps coming over, and I had to tell him, you know, repeatedly, you know, just I'm not interested. And he's just basically exploded at one point because I won't give him any attention because I know he's not connected to reality. He's not. He's not. But watch your car. If you drive a car, watch your car. It may be, you know, he puts something in the car to listen to your conversations. I'm just not sure exactly why I was shown car, C-A-R, but just be real cautious of that, okay? Um, I know I'm a little concerned about that. Well, if you're concerned, like Brett said, you need to uh, do the necessary things that make you feel safer and that will protect you. But the car is a concern. So just be careful not to um, uh, allow him close to it or in, in, a, in a way that he, could, he has access to it. All right? So, you know, kind of what we were saying is, Make sure that you take all the steps necessary to protect your personal safety. So lock okay. your car, lock your doors. You know, you, you can pick up mace or something. I don't know what the, the level of uh, threat is for you, but you can never protect yourself too much, and sometimes reaching out to the local, uh, and the people around you or letting I, you know, somebody else I actually know. have contacted the police. Yeah, oh, well, you know what? Good. You can never do it too much. Um, if you're, well, if you, they, can, they may be able to tell you no, but if you have, if you were concerned, then you can reach out and, and find somebody there that you can talk to. Okay. I mean, can you tell in terms of my safety? I mean, am I going to be okay? I mean, do you see any? I feel you are. His hands are behind his back, which tells me, and I can only give you, Anne, what they're showing me. Mm-hmm. His hands are behind his back. I think he's all talk. I think he's just, um, he has so much regret, and um, I just think any time something pushes him into that, he reacts. I don't really feel it was you rejecting him. I just feel that it put him back in a place where he just didn't feel like he was in the control seat of his life. I would, um, if I could move, if you are in a place where you could move, I would do that. I just moved here. (laughs) Well, you may need to move again. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that may come up for you in September. So really? kind of, yes. So if this continues, which I don't think, he lays low in July, but I really don't think that, um, you know, right now he's just observing and watching. But he comes across as an okay kind of guy. So, but it's his attitude about reality. He's just not there. They didn't warn you when you rented this cottage? Well, I'm, I own it. That's the problem. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I bought it. Um, no one said anything about him. Because no, nobody... you're not the first person he's creeped out. Oh, I'm quite sure. I'm quite right. sure. 
I, I can tell. I mean, he's in his mid-50s. He, he couldn't have gotten to this point in his life and uh, not have affected other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was actually going to put up a huge fence in between our properties there because... Um, oh, that's just going to infuriate him. But you have to understand, if he knows what you're going to do, he can better handle it. Just no surprises with him, okay? You mean I should tell him that that's what I'm doing? Because yes, I was going to put do. up a fence for whatever and um, have someone with you when you tell him. He's very insecure. You need to know that. So don't startle him. Okay, and and you know, Dr. Brett was just saying to you, you cannot you cannot call out to the police uh, too many times. In that, you know, keep after them. It's you are number one, and your your safety is number one. So don't ever be a, a ashamed or afraid to pick up the phone and 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 call. And if it gets too bad, you may have to put a restraining order on him. Yeah, yeah. I think what's going you're going to that's... put up a fence. Please, in some way, let him know before he sees it there, okay? And, and you're not doing it alone. Remember that, okay, Ann? Okay. All right, Ann, where are you calling from? Well, I'm calling from near Detroit, but this is a, it's a, it's a different location where I okay. uh, have okay. this All right. All right. Well, you know, we're just going to hold a high holy watch for you. So Thank you. Um, stand tall and do what you need to do. Thank you so Trust very much. Me, it does blow over, and I do not feel his hands are behind his back, which tells me he's, he's kind of harmless, okay? What did you say about blowing over? I think it will blow over. I just think he has to um, feel not so insecure, and that's what I'm saying to you. No startling moves, all right? So you don't... So, in other words, moving may not be necessary? It may not be necessary, but if it is, you're going to know it by September, all right? Do you think I should A lot just... of that is, is your choice, and a lot of that is his choice. Things aren't laid in stone. But I do feel in July you're going to see things in a little bit better light, all right? Thank you. Thank if you. you can overcome the fear, you're safe to stay. But I just think there's more in this. Um, than maybe what you're even embracing as far as your fear and your insecurity right now. All right. Thank you, Ann. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, wow, that's incredible. Thank you. We've got some great listeners here. I want to make sure everyone knows. Um, I think we have time for another call. Uh, give us a shout, 877-876-5227. 877 and uh, we'll see if we can get one more call in here. My guest tonight on the Dr. Pat Show, Mary Jo McCabe, as I've said before, she is a phenomenal author. She has been sharing her intuitive gifts, thousands of people all across the globe, and she is joined tonight by Dr. Brent McCabe, a Ph.D. in psychology. They are launching a brand-new radio show, The Psychic and the Doc, on the new 99.5 FM WRNO out of New Orleans, but streamed on the Internet everywhere. Um, you can go to Mary Jo's website, and you'll see information about this show. You can go to MaryJoMcCabe.com, and uh, you'll see there's uh, lots of information, a lot there. Now, who are we joined with right now? Do we have a caller on the line? Who, who's yes. joining us? Yes, Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia, welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Northern California. 
Well, it's great to have you here. Let me introduce you to Mary Jo and Dr. Brett. Hi, Cynthia. What can we do for you? Hello. Um, hi. Hi. Uh, I am feeling like I'm going through changes, and I just want you to look at that. Uh, you love order. Oh, my God. The first thing they show me is that you're in a box. You know, you love to have order in your life. The changes, you're getting pushed into it. So I don't think you're taking that doorknob and opening the door so, so uh, freely. I feel that there was, between the years 2005-2006, there was either a divorce of some sort or a separation. Mm-hmm. This year you're getting your head back on your shoulders. So I don't know that the change is so disruptive. I think it's a good thing. I think there's a opportunity in real estate for you in the latter part of this year that's going to make you swell and grow, which means makes, makes you feel good. So I don't know if uh, you're buying something or changing something, but it has to do with property. Okay. Um, Would that be like the latter part, like... October or November? Yes, okay. in the latter part of the year. Okay. Yes. Somewhere in and around that time period. Okay. But the change that's coming to you is is basically already there for you. I think you're trying to recreate yourself in your career, whatever your career is to you. Mm-hmm. But um, that comes more mid-year next year than this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going. I have like two or three different things that I'm doing, so I'm like here and there and everywhere. So I'd like to have more, like you say, order. And but know you what are I'm... a very orderly person. You want everything to be in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel you're very. Um, the universe feeds you. They say you're very entitled. So you've worked hard to be where you are. You work extremely (laughs) well. You work extremely well with your hands. Uh That's where your gift comes from. And so if you can touch someone or if you can use your hands, your fingers, everything comes into life. And that's good. You were a caretaker to your own mother growing up, whoever that mother figure was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just feel that at this stage in your life, for the next 12 years, you're going to put you back into your life. I don't know what happened in about the year 2001, but you were kind of shoved out of the way, and the universe said, move. There's something else here that's more important. And so you kind of lost count of, of you and what you needed and wanted. And... um in the year 2002, somewhere in and around that time period, you had a hard hit of reality. So you got your head on straight again in the year 2005, and you said, okay, I'm ready now. Mm-hmm. And so this year... Yeah, I feel like I'm waiting for something. Huh? I feel like I'm waiting for something. You are, but it's not yet here. Mm-hmm. This year, you're trying to get your head on straight. You're trying to think about what you want to do. You're trying to think through things. And, and that's just a great thing. By mid-year next year, you're going to feel like you've got the control seat that you're seeking. But you know, not yet. And you can get this probably as early as February of next year. Think okay. about it this way. Think you're waiting on something. If a year and a half from now and you look back at this time, are you going to look like? Are you going to look back at this date in the last couple months as if you were sitting on your hands, or you were preparing for something that was about to happen? 
when we're trying to make something happen, we tend to get impatient. But you need to understand that a lot of times this is the time that lays the groundwork, that sets a series of events in motion that allows you to achieve what you want. So it's a perception of how you look at the time. Don't be impatient about trying to make a switch happen right away, but realize that it's a process by which that is being started that requires some, you know, groundwork and laying the foundation for mm-hmm. that to be successful. Well, you know, I I didn't renew my lease because I think I'm moving, and so nothing has come forward yet, and I got to make a decision by the middle of July what I'm going to do. Well, you are, there is some real estate opportunity for you. And that means something in your home or something that's going to be a bonus for you, okay? Oh, in mid-July then? Not oh, in mid-July. Oh, okay. I feel it's coming by the end of the year. Okay. And that will be probably October, November, somewhere in and around that time period. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, blessings. Blessings to you. Well, Mary Jo, uh, Mary Jo and Dr. Brett, this has been like awesome. I, I so love this. How do you both feel about tonight? I think it was great. We loved it. I did. I don't know about Brett. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's been a wonderful playground for us to get used to all the the um, the the toys on the playground and on the radio, and so it's just been wonderful, Doctor Pat. And thank you so much for having us on. Well, I love you, and and I love what you do, and and uh, I am so thrilled, Doctor Brett, that you are are are, are teaming up with uh, Mary Jo, and I am so looking forward to you know your future and. Uh, fabulous outcome, and, and I want to make sure that folks have your website, and uh, hey, Dr. Brett, do you have a website, or, or how's that working? You know, I just stay in the shadow of Mary Jo, so you can get, you can get to that from <laughs> How about that? We, yeah, well, I, I, I'll tell you what, I have a prediction. Uh-huh. Do you want to hear mine, Mary Jo? Yes. Uh, my prediction is this show is definitely going to take off. It's going to spread like wildfire. But I got a hit on Dr. Brett, and I don't know, Mary Jo, you tell me if you got the same hit. Okay. Yeah, the hit that I got on you, Dr. Brett, is that your style is, first of all, you are incredible and and, and incredibly insightful. And tonight was just one aspect of who you are and the way you were able to come across and connect with these folks that called in. That's number one. Number two... I think you are going to create a new media frenzy with a new kind of psychology. And how do I describe it? I don't know if I can come up with the words. But a lot of what you see in media, especially with psychologists, uh, you get as being hard-nosed, rough, raw, real deal. But you have something very, very special. You cut right to the chase. You know how to talk to people, and these folks tonight were waiting to hear what you both had to say. But you, uh, Dr. Brett, they wanted to hear your your style, your directness, and your compassion. And that, to me, is a gift. Well, that is so wonderful. Thank you. Now, I will not be able to keep him quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is all your fault, Dr. Well, that is an outstanding compliment, and I am very, very thankful for that. Thanks. Well, you know, there's a team of us, and Mary Jo knows my show, 
and we're bringing a new style of radio. I mean, we were joking earlier, Mary Jo, about you know how many hours I do radio. Yes. First of all, I love doing it, so it's not like it's work for me. Just like what you do is not work who for you. you. Are. It's it's who I am. The other thing is we are bringing millions of people back to radio, especially women that have turned off the radio, turned the dial, and buried the the piece of, of buried the equipment. Right. I mean, and these are people that are just not wanting that hardcore, let's belittle other people at the expense of humor, at the expense of hatred, this kind of radio. So what we have done is we've said, look, we have got radio that we call as Radio to Thrive By, and we're going to demonstrate on my little local independent radio show that people listen and we have. And so our dream, just like yours, is to have bigger stations say, this is a value, we're going to take a chance on you, and we're going to find out why millions of people are listening to shows that are upbeat, positive, and powerful. And that's what I love about what you two are taking out there. Well, please tune in and listen Saturday night. Well, yeah, well please, I hope all of your listeners will give us a call. Absolutely, and, and let's give them the website where they can find the links. They can go to your website. I think yes. they should go to your website anyway because you've got workshops, you've got an institute, you've got your books out there, Cracking the Coconut Code. I mean, there's just lots here. And I have free symbol cards on my website that if people need direct answers, they can get them. You just flip the card on the, on the website, and it's wonderful. So we can hear our own voice. We can hear our higher guidance. We give yes, no answers. It's wonderful. They can download the book, but if they don't want to do that, they're free. They can get answers without having to download. And you will see that people can get their own answers, and that's what our work is all about. Well, I'll tell you, I, I've been on the website doing this, and I want to direct everyone. It's a fabulous card. And uh, I actually uh, went in here and asked the question, should I share it? Is this something that people should, that I should share? Yeah. Okay. Well, we have a vision at the Dr. Pat Show to be in 20 major cities with our show by the end of the year. We're talking to a couple of investors. So I, I hit the card and asked the card. The card that came up, and maybe you can say in the very short time we have, was the bridge or the transition oh, card. Oh, it's a fantastic. It's a, it's a path that will take place. Well, there you have it. Yeah. All right. It works, and you can trust the cards. It's I could I could spend all day giving you examples. I trust the cards. Brett trusts the cards. We don't do anything without asking the cards. Even if I do a workshop, I I I trust the cards. They were given to me for this very purpose. That bridge card is a wonderful card. It's a new life for you, a transition. All right, everyone. You heard it right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Again, my guest, Mary Jo McCabe, Brett McCabe, uh, the, the psychic and the doc. Go to MaryJoMcCabe.com. Check it out. Love you both, and hopefully you'll be coming on my KKNW show so we can tell more people about this. I love you both. Thank you. All right, everyone. I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. I love you. You are the best listeners anywhere. To find out more about me and the shows that I'm doing, go to www.thedrpatshow.com. Until next week, know that you are loved, know that you are blessed, and know that you are absolutely magnificent. See you.